I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Derek McGregor. You're listening to the William Hill-sponsored Sun Sport Football Podcast. Joining me is the highly respected Colin Duncan. Colin, you well? Yeah, Fantastic, thank you Derek, yourself? Not too bad at all, thank you I was at Pataudry yesterday, Colin Fair to call that a dramatic game I don't think anyone saw Rangers winning, to be fair Let alone 3-0 and possibly even 4-0 Were you as stunned as the rest of us, Colin? I think, I think it was quite literally a bolt from the blue yesterday I mean, I think Rangers would have been if you said to, to Rangers you know, Midway through that second half If you get out of here with a point They would have, they would have bitten your hand off for it you know, They would have been delighted to, to come back down the road Aberdeen really, you know, they weren't really at the races in the first half But they really kind of got a stranglehold in the game after the break you know, They only looked like one winner Until Kenny Miller scored an absolutely wonder goal Magnificent By any stretch of the imagination One of the best goals you'll see all season Just the technique you know, Such a difficult ball to hit, you know, the, the technique, the the speed, the accuracy, I mean, it was a stunning goal. But the biggest surprise was how quickly Aberdeen then folded. You know, for a team that had won the last 10 home matches at Pataudry, they'd gone five without conceding a goal, just the way they absolutely folded like a pack of cards, I think was a, from an Aberdeen perspective, from an Aberdeen fan's point of view, that would be worrying and concerning how just they allowed Rangers just to completely steamroll them in that last 10 minutes, I mean it could have been 4 or 5 and, and nobody would have complained You're spot on Colin, I mean it, it was extraordinary I mean the only other team to beat Aberdeen at Pataudry this season has been Celtic and they didn't even manage it as comprehensively as Rangers did very impressive Rangers and, and as you rightly point out, Kenny Miller's finish I love that kind of finish Colin, just somebody puts the laces through it at an angle he's running at full pelt, that was sensational finish Yeah I mean it's just going to happen I mean, probably one of the hardest ball to take you know it's that half volley and it's just that awkward height the way you just you anticipate that the thing about him you know and any good striker and you know the fact that he's so experienced out the fact that he sets he anticipates what's going to happen you know he's expecting the keeper to get it out he's got his body in the perfect position he get his eye over the ball and you know it was absolutely a sublime finish and it just it seemed to give them an enormous lift yeah. you know they, they didn't just say right okay let's sit on that let's sit in the 1-0 and let's see if we can see the last 10 minutes of the game they just seemed to to get this confidence seemed to filter its way through the, the, the rest of the side you know Windass came on and, and had a good cameo yeah. Dodo as well seemed to, to get a get a lift from it as well and they just they just went for the jugular I have to say I thought even even before Kenny Miller's sensational strike calling it Rangers I thought had done well they were competitive defending well even through periods of Aberdeen pressure I thought they were doing pretty well and as you say once Rangers scored that was it Kenny Miller's second goal calling not quite as spectacular maybe but were you just as impressed by the, the quality of it it was a the very finish. clever it was a great ball from Dodo to be fair yeah. to actually the vision to spot the run of Kenny Miller in the first place and then put it through between the two centre halves it was a terrific ball but yeah I mean just using all his noose and experience he just lets the ball run in front of him lets it run an extra you know most players maybe are going to hit that first time he just lets it run an extra an extra yard what to Kabir commit, committing himself and then he just dinks it you know the other side once he came in yeah it was a, it was a t- 
equally good finish but in a to- totally different manner I've heard it unfairly said that he scuffed it he didn't mean it he, he, he miscued it I, I, totally wrong as far as I'm concerned well, listen, he knew what he was doing no no I mean it wasn't the cleanest connection but he knew exactly what he was doing and he, he, he didn't need he didn't need power this time it was just a case of the keeper went just moves that split second to his left hand side and Kenny Miller tucks it into his right brilliant finish I mean he's, he's 37 now Colin but I think 10 years ago he'd have missed that because he went through a spell in his career where one on ones he didn't he, he seemed to lack composure but you just never thought he was going to miss when he was through there no no that was maybe one thing you could level at him when he was a bit younger in his career you know sometimes if he had a bit time to, to think you know those one on ones he, he would probably miss more than he scored but as he's, as he's got a bit older you know he's matured, experienced. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't panic as as much as some young players. He he, he takes his time. He clearly thought, you know, as soon as that ball came through, he knew exactly what he was going to do, and he carried it out, you know, superbly. You're listening to the William Hill sponsored Sun Sport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. I'm discussing the weekend's football events with Colin Duncan. And Colin, you know, we've been talking about Kenny Miller. I mean, let's nail this. Has this guy? done more than enough already to get a new contract why is Pedro Casina holding off in this one well I mean Pedro's predecessor Matt Warburton you know was consistently banging the the board's door to try and get a, a new contract for Kenny Miller before he left and they just they didn't budge you know for whatever reason no, they weren't prepared to, to offer him a new deal at this point in time Casino, you know, every time he, he, he's asked about Kenny's contract situation, he seems to want to change the subject. What does that tell you? Which, well, that... it doesn't really augur well, you know, the fact that, you know, if he's trying to, to, to move, you know, divert onto something else, the fact it doesn't, it wouldn't seem to augur well for Kenny's chances of getting a new deal. I mean, I spoke to Kenny Miller last week and he was very honest and, and open about the situation and as far as he's concerned, he... You know, he, he said on record that it's, it's highly unlikely now that I'm going to get. You know, if they were going to give me a deal, he would have given me. You know, by now. So, so he, he didn't understand why the why the delay and why he hadn't heard anything. So, I find it incredible that they're, they're not going to keep somebody like Kenny Miller on at the club. And he's been a bit. I mean, he's been the best striker at Rangers this season. I mean, that's you know when you're taking into account concern Waghorn, Garner, Dodo's hardly played. You know, he hasn't actually beaten much, but you know he's been. By and far, the, the best player by by a long way. I mean, it's just just his attitude, he, he's his example to young players. He's been helping out with coaching. He, he's the kind of player that you want to have at your club. He's just become a very good footballer, isn't he? I mean, he's you know people often talk about players being at their peak 28, 29. I almost get the impression that Kenny Miller now at thirty seven is at his peak. He just he reads the game well. His movement, he plays the full ninety minutes. Yesterday at Pitodre, he just knows where to go. He knows what pass to make. You know, for me, if he doesn't get a contract now, it's, it's wrong. It's just wrong. No, I mean, he's like a fine, fine wine. You know, he improves with age. And the fact that one thing that impresses me most about Kenny Miller is just his willingness to learn. Yeah. Regardless of what age he is, 37 in the last three, four years, just his willingness to learn, to still work in his weak aspects of his game, day in, day out on the training field, and put them into practice, at, you know, at the weekend. You just there, There's a guy at 37, you think he's seen it, he's done it. He's played 20 years at the highest level for top clubs for his country and yet every day he goes out and he, he, he wants to better himself. You talk about, yeah, it's all well having the talent, but it's all about attitude and that, that's the one thing Rangers have lacked over the last couple of seasons. Like somebody with a strong strong attitude, strong mentally, mentally tough. You know, they, they haven't got enough characters in that dressing room and Kenny Miller is one of the few that they've got. You think if you, when it came to contract negotiations... He would probably be the first guy you want to tie up. 
for, for another year I think in, what's every bit is admirable as well is the, the nick he's in the condition he's in you know at 37 Kenny will know himself obviously but I almost think he's in the best condition of his career at 37 and he's somebody's generally looked after himself anyway to be fair yeah no he has there's not a pick on him you know I think his, his, his time's gone on he's embraced the the health and fitness aspects, you know, the dietitians, the the sports scientists, all all, all that, you know, because he, he realizes that you know that it's a short career. You've only got so many years at, at that top, and he's wanting doing everything he possibly can, tearing every ounce out of his body to to, to maximize it. You know, as as a striker, you know, and the fact that he's still going. And he said, you know, last week that if he, if Rangers don't offer him a contract, there's no way he's going to hang up his boots. He still thinks he can do a job, and, and I think most people apart from the Rangers board, agree that he can still do a job. You're listening to the William Hill-sponsored Sunsport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. Joining me at Glasgow HQ is Colin Duncan. And, and Colin, you know, we're praising Kenny Miller, and quite rightly so. We go from Kenny Miller to Joe Gardner. Yet again, if there's one thing Joe Gardner's consistent at, is that every week he, he riles people, he angers people. He seems to do everything bar impress people. What did you think of Joe Gardner's... Not only his performance yesterday, uh, Colin, but he's also his conduct. He's just, you know, your, your archetypal narc, isn't he? He's just <laughs> in your face. Oh, you know, he's just, he just never goes away. He must be an absolute nightmare to play again. He just continually plays on the edge. I think he's just one of those players. I don't think you can, t- if you take that away from his game, you know, that's that's what he's all about. You know, just... Is that why he's getting picked, you think? Yeah, I, th- I think he mean, just unsettles the, op- yeah, the opposition. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I watched him last week against Motherwell, and he actually he, he, he came on and did really, really well. He, he, he played well against Motherwell. He scored a goal. I, I don't think he's as bad, you know, as he's, he's as bad a player as he's been made out. You know, he certainly struggled, and he hasn't had enough game time. But you know, I, I, I don't really mind the, the physical stuff and all that. But what, what I didn't, I do mind. You know, when he, he's he's feigning an injury. I mean, we're Ryan Jack when they both go, they both square up. Thought Ryan Jack was lucky. Ryan Jack was silly as well. The fact that he did yeah. make contact, he did put his forehead in Garner's face. You've seen uh, players sent off for that. Yeah, I mean, he, he Alan said, Thompson loving crimes in the past. You, you have seen players sent off for that, but but Garner's reaction was just absolutely diabolical. That that is the worst thing I hate to see in a, in a football pitch. Players feigning yeah. injury and players trying to get other players sent off. There's, Pe- there's just there's just no need for that at all. People were putting that on, on a par with uh, Kyle Lafferty Charlie Mulgrew incident. Was it as bad as that or was it was it something similar for you? Yeah. Was Garner making a meal of it? He certainly same? made a meal. I mean there, there definitely was and was certainly more contact in this case. You know, it was uh, very similar when when the boy gets sent off last week. Yep. Darren McGregor. Yeah. You know, when he, he went down as if he had been shot. I, th- I think it was in, I was in a par with that. But I mean, Jack does make contact with him. You know, not anywhere near enough contact for him to, to get down as if he's been shot with a sniper in the stand. But he can't defend players who do that. You know, it's, it's, it is indefensible. As you say, regards Gardner. I mean, every now and again, there's an outbreak of ability, and you know, he had a chance. He had a clear cut chance, which he created him with himself with a very neat sidestep good control sidestep didn't finish it but every now and again there is a wee reminder that he does actually have ability yeah he had a chance he also serves a cracking ball when he made space for himself and I think he played. He was the one that played it in for Waghorn where Mag- Waghorn puts over the top volleys over the Great top cross, probably yep. should have scored you know that was Garner as well you know he, he has got ability you can't question his attitude you know and he's willing to, you know he's, he's brave you know he, he'll stick his head in where it hurts he's a kind of old fashioned centre forward in, in, in that respect but you know, you you're certainly need more from him. You know, the, the money Rangers paid, you know, you would expect you would expect more from him. What does yesterday's impact substitute appearance by Joe Dodo 
What does that do for his Rangers career? First goal since November. Certainly very much the super sub. Does this give his kind of Rangers career the kind of kiss of life, Colin? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, if I was actually, I think it was Partick Thistle. It was his last goal. It was actually at that game. He came on and, and made, made a similar impact. He, he did really, really well. He changed the game for Rangers that afternoon. I've been surprised why he hasn't played more. I watched him a couple of times at the start of the season and I just thought he, he had something to offer. You know, he had a bit of pace. He, he was quite effective cutting in from that left flank. But for whatever reason, Mark Warburton didn't seem to fancy him. Obviously, he watched him in training every, every day of the week, so he probably have a better indication of how well he's doing than me. Since Kachinia came in as well, he's had to bide his time. He, he hasn't had a, had a start. You know, he's had to wait in the bench. So, But I, I do think there is ability... You know, he's got pace, as he took his goal well. It was a terrific ball for Kenny Miller, and he was slightly unlucky not, you know, when he hit the crossbar late on as well. So, I mean, I, I do think that he, he does have a future at Rangers, and I think he's, he's someone, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if he does shuffle the pack again when, when they are, you know, playing against Rangers and that, you know, Celtic will be pressing high up the pitch. He, he's something he's. The, the way he plays and, and, and plays in the shoulder, the last defender, he's a good man to get in behind him, you know. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Scottish Cup semi-final against Celtic is just under two weeks away. Now, I have to think that yesterday's performance and result gives Rangers an enormous boost going into that game in terms of their, their belief. Do you think it in any way will have an effect on this semi-final? Yeah, I think I think it will. The fact that they went to to Parkhead a couple of weeks ago, when when everybody had written them off and they managed to come away with a draw, I think that would have done wonders for the, for their confidence. Likewise, yesterday at Aberdeen, you know, there's not many clubs go to Petodri and win three 0 so mm-hmm. so that can only help. I think you saw a different side to Rangers, and I think that's the most encouraging thing for for the new manager. You know, Rangers have been too soft. Yeah, you know, they they, they they crumble far too easily, and you know, when they, when they go behind or when the going gets tough. You know, they've been turned over at Celtic, Hearts, you know, their away record's been exceptionally poor. But they really toughed it out against Aberdeen. They didn't give Aberdeen many chances. And I think, you know, that would be the most encouraging thing that they, they did show a different you know, they were a more solid outfit. And that's with two two young boys in and in, 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 in their back four as well. It was quite impressive that Pedro Cashina stuck with, you know, Bates and Beerman. Certainly in terms of Bates he had little choice. I think he had three other centre halves missing, but he could have left out Beerman. Hodgson was fit. This was Cashina's fourth game in charge. I, I had a sense of it calling of being this is when Cashina truly announced himself as 
manager. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, he's got a long, long way to go, and, and, and the board will need to back him in the transfer market because I, I don't think there's there's far too many of those players. Rangers just not up to the standard that is, is required at Ibrox just now, and, and if they if they don't make wholesale changes in the summer, they're going to struggle again next season. But yeah, it's it's been an encouraging start. You know, they, they haven't set the heather on fire, but good win against Hamilton. Played well against Motherwell, an entertaining game. You know, dropped down a, a, a notch at Comarna, but yeah, yesterday was was encouraging. Just the fact that they say that they, they managed to tough it out. Kashina's talking a good game. I, th- I think you know, not just not just from our point of view, he's been good value for the media. But you know, I liked the way he spoke approaching the Aberdeen game about you know people are telling me this is hell. I welcome that. I like that kind of challenge. And you know, ultimately, he's delivered a big result. What have you been thinking, of Kashina yourself, Colin? He just seems a guy who's confident in his own ability. The fact that he stuck with the young players for for a kickoff. You know, most managers were a, were a try to find a way around it and get some experience in the team going to somewhere like Petodre given Aberdeen's recent record, given how Rangers have fared away from home this season. But no, he, he stuck to his guns and thought, I've, I've got faith in these kids. And he was rewarded with another clean sheet. That's two clean sheets in two games for, for, the, for the two youngsters. He's not afraid to change it up. You know, Motherwell, he brought on three substitutions at half-time and completely changed the formation of the team, albeit a couple of them were enforced because of illness and injuries. But he's prepared to take a gamble. Same against Aberdeen. His substitution worked. Yeah. Clearly sees things. Some managers don't see things happen until it's too late and the game's gone. They'll just wait, wait, wait to make their substitutions. Kachinya sees things quite quickly and it just doesn't matter what minute of the game it is, he's quite willing to make a change. Well, it's personnel and also switch it around tactically, which is a good sign. You know, that was the one thing you could say about his predecessor, Mark Warburton. He was too one-dimensional. He was so easy to play against because he, his, his teams were predictable. One thing Kachinya hasn't been in the four games so far is predictable. Contrastingly, we look at Aberdeen calling. I mean, you know, bad defeat for them. They're still nine points clear in second. What do you think the impact of this defeat will have in Aberdeen I mean do you still expect them to comfortably seal second or are we possibly looking at a little wobble here maybe from the Dons they're still we go to Ibrox as well of course yeah, and no, play Celtic I think they've got a big enough advantage up in, over Rangers I, I don't think they'll totally collapse and, and let Rangers overtake them I think it's a nine points yeah I think they'll comfortably take second spot immediate concern will be now the Scottish Cup they play St Johnston next week they're in a terrific run, so going to Perth won't be easy. So they'll, they'll want to bounce back, get a bit of confidence back before they take on Hibs in the semi-final. If they lose next week, then the doubts start to creep in. You know, the you know the some it's of the St. Johnson away next week. Yeah, one of the hardest places it could go. So they'll, they'll be desperate to get a positive result before they take on uh, Hibs in the semi-final. The critics are immediately saying, of course, this is another big game bottling job for Aberdeen yesterday. Is is that harsh? Or is this, you know, are we not giving credit to Rangers, if you're saying that? Yeah, I mean, it's slightly harsh. I, I wouldn't say that they bottled it yesterday. I mean, it was a freak result in a way, in the fact that Aberdeen were, were the better team right up until the 79th minute. And, and then... I say that the, the whole complexion of the game changed. So, so I mean, I wouldn't say they bottled it, and then it was just they, they were pushing on and just silly, silly defensive errors and lapses that just allowed Rangers to, to, to get in and score another couple of goals. But I say what would concern Derek McInnes most would be just the way his team went to pieces. Crumbled, yeah. You know, that having been so dominant over the past few months, I think they'd won like, 15 out of their previous 17 games. I mean, they're on an absolutely phenomenal record. You know, for a, for a club like Aberdeen, that's terrific form that would be a slight worry but he's got a, a week to rectify things next uh, next Saturday against St Johnson and if they come out of that that'll put them in, in, in good shape uh, before they play Hibs if they go there and, and lose then that's when the, the doubts start to creep in and you would, you would have to give a, a big squeak to, to Neil Lennon's team 
You're listening to the William Hill sponsored Sun Sport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. I'm joined by Colin Duncan. And Colin Celtic, you know, on the back 24 hours previous of Brendan Rodgers signing a new four year contract, you know, tremendous coup for Celtic. Obviously, a great lift for the players. Perfect timing by Peter Lowell and the board as Celtic are obviously chasing this treble and, and as they hope, an invincible season as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, Celtic, they had looked a little bit leggy in the last, the previous couple of matches, you know, dropping points to Rangers, dropping points at home to, to Partick Thistle. You know, it's been a, it's a long, tough season, you know, the fact that they're still unbeaten domestically, I mean, it's going to take it out of you mentally as well as physically. I thought the timing of the announcement was perfect, you know, it just gave the, the team a lift. It also let the players know that, you know, that the manager's here for the long haul as well. You know, he, Brendan Rodgers said that and, and Friday says, you know, I'm asking all these young players to come out their long-term future to Celtic and I'm sitting here in a 12-month rolling contract. Mm. He says it's, it's a bit unfair of me expect these guys to sign up for four and five years when I'm sitting in a, in a year, which is which is perfectly understandable. So the fact that he's committed his future just give the, give the players a, a, another little boost think, because they know that you know he's been good for them. You know They've been good for him. He's been good for them. The improvement he's brought out in so many players this season has been incredible. You can throw the entire team and say he's, he's improved them. Also, from Celtic's point of view, it makes sense. You know, the, the, the fact that he, Brendan is doing so well, there's, there's going to be admiring glances from, from abroad and from down south. It would be not the greatest surprise in the world for teams to approach Celtic this season and ask to speak to Brendan Rodgers. And it's going to be the same. If he continues in the same vein, uh, uh, that's only going to, you know, keep going. So, from Celtic's point of view, total sense to tie him down in a long-term deal. And, and if the day comes when he, he will go, and he will go, that they can be compensated, you know, Significantly, you're listening to the William Hill sponsored Sunsport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. I have the pleasure of Colin Duncan's company. Colin, I watched Partick Thistle beat Motherwell on Saturday to clinch a top six place. The first time the Jags have managed that since the split was introduced. Also securing their best top flight league campaign for 36 years. That's a remarkable achievement by Alan Archibald. As a manager, how much credit do you give him for that? Oh, plenty, Craig. I mean, I, I did say at the start of the season, I predicted that Partick Thistle would make the top six. Probably the, only, th- the only thing I really? got right at the start of the season, to be fair, Derek. But yeah, I really, did, did you? I need to look at that prediction list again. Um, Is that right? Fair play, to you Colin. I always been a big fan of Alan Archibald. I think he's a terrific young manager. Doesn't get the credit he deserves. No, he, he does. He's just one of these guys that flies under the radar. He doesn't make a lot of noise. He just goes about his business very quietly, but very, very effectively. You know, he's built a cracking team on a minimal budget. You know, they were very unfortunate to miss out in the top six. I think it was the last day before the split last season. You know, every season is just gradual improvement. That's always a sign of a good manager. You know, all these managers maybe one off, they win a one off trophy or a one good season, and and you know it's like flashing a pan and they got all this attention and headlines and there maybe a move elsewhere. That's a guy who's done it consistently year in year out at Partick Thistle. He really, I don't think he gets enough credit. And just don't forget they were bottom of the league two days before Christmas incredible I don't need to tell you Colin you, you know the managers and players and coaches in the football business who love a profile you know they, they, they never go past a microphone Alan Archibald will do his media duties he'll do it out of courtesy but he doesn't seek the limelight he doesn't he doesn't want to be a media darling he just focuses on his job yeah. and what a job he's doing as oh, you say a, a terrific job you know he's got a lot of good young players as well and Liam Lindsay you know I've been very impressed with, with, with him yeah. you know one, one thing Last season, they also learned from their mistakes. You know, last season, the start of this season, they conceded a lot of silly goals. Partick Thistle, you know, a lot of late goals. He tinkered about with the system, changed it up a little bit. You know, they're, they're, they're 
defensive record of like seven clean sheets in the last nine is absolutely fantastic yeah. for a team like Partick Thistle and a competitive league like the Premiership it's, it's top class they've also started scoring more goals as well No, I just think they're a well organised well drilled you know they're a well run club on and off the field and you know if, if, I, if, I, if I was a, the owner of a club which will never ever happen sadly to say Alan Archibald would, would be the top of my list if I was looking for a, for a new manager certainly well say Colin and good luck to the, the old Harry Rags one thing Alan Archibald did say you know when he came into his press conference after the game on Saturday was he spoke of his relief it not been mired in this kind of relegation fight and we look at Inverness you know Cali Thistle Colin you know they're now four points adrift they doomed are they going down I would say if you ask me this time next week I think you'd have a better indication they play Motherwell yeah. at the weekend at Fur Park I think that's a must win for Richie Fawn's team if they win that that gets them takes them right back into the pairing Motherwell are four points above them I'd take them to within one of Motherwell and then we go into the split when everybody plays each other so that changes the whole complexion if Mother will beat them then I, I, I think they're well and truly doomed they, just, they would be cut adrift they're just in a wretched run of form and he's at one win in about 20 odd games yeah, I think appalling. that came against Rangers I mean I watched them last I was at the Aberdeen Inverness game last Tuesday night and they actually played okay you know they, they, just, they just lacked a little bit of belief in the final third but they, they actually acquitted themselves well against an Aberdeen team who were on a great roll but and I thought, yeah, I think they'll be okay. They'll, 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 they'll be okay this weekend, but then they go get completely turned over. It's not just the defeat; it's the man of the defeat. Three 0 at home to St Johnston. It's not looking good for for Inverness. And the fact, you know, that they've had a lot of draws, but when you're not winning games, that the doubts start to creep into the players. But if they're losing, well, I think that's same going. Typically, Colin, throughout our discussion, you've not been sitting on the fence, and I'll 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 conclude by putting you in the spot. Who? If it looks like Inverness are going down, and I, I respect if you know you're saying it, let's see how they're going against Motherwell on Saturday. Who is going to be in the playoffs? Uh, Dundee. 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 Their just form is tailing off at the worst possible time. You know they look like as if they were real chance of getting in the top six for most of the season, and their form is just absolutely nosedived. Of all the teams I watched in recent weeks, Dundee and Hearts have probably struggled the most. They've been the two worst teams, but Hearts have been absolutely diabolical. And if, it, if, if Dundee were ever going to get a result, then it'd be against Hearts. The fact that they go to Hearts and lose sends out all the wrong signals. I just think that the, the players look devoid of confidence. And I say, once you get on that run, it's, it's hard to arrest it. You know, the six, seven, eight, just losing on the trot. You know, no, I would be really, really worried from, from Dundee's point of view. And I say, they, another six, the old six pointer next play Hamilton. Hamilton just seen keep seeming to be able to pull out a result when they need it. You know, everybody thinks Hamilton are doomed. They go on these big long losing streaks, and then they pull a result out of the bag. They just have done it for the last four or five years. They're just so adept at doing it. So that's a big, big game for them. Dundee, if Dundee don't take maximum points at home to Hamilton, then you really, really have to fear for them. I'm Derek McGregor, and my thanks to Colin Duncan for his views on this William Hill sponsored Sunsport Football Podcast. Thank you.